Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, I want to talk about how to promote your back catalog. This is something I've heard a lot from um, labels that have been around for a while, labels, you know, in the 20 and 25 year plus. But I think it's applicable to any label at any stage in any year. Speaking of which, if you are in the process of starting a record label or thinking about starting a record label, you're probably thinking back catalog. I I don't even have a, a, a first release right yet. So why am I thinking about back catalog? If that's you, you're still going to listen because this video and this episode is going to be relevant to you in about 20 years. So please listen now. But I'm joking. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash checklist where I have put together this kind of these 31 tips um, that I think you'll find helpful in um, walking you through the process and making sure you don't miss anything when it comes to putting together your record label. It's so encouraging because I hear from labels, uh, I hear from people that, who email me uh, listening to the show who are excited about starting a record label, who have been dreaming about starting a record label over the past couple of years and are finally you know, in the process of, of making it happen. And I think that's so encouraging and it's so exciting. And I'm, and I'm glad you're listening, um, to the show and I'm hope that you find this helpful. Um, it's so cool to think that a label is starting today or this week or this month that in 10 or 20 years will go on to be an iconic label that we all admire. And I think that's such a cool thing. It's so inspiring. So thank you for listening. Go to otherrecordlabels.com where we have some resources, including our checklist, which is at otherrecordlabels.com slash checklist. Um, I want to talk about the back catalog. I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to interview labels like Mute Records who've been around for 30 plus years and um, uh, Sub Pop and um, uh, Sonic Onion and Kill Rock Stars. These are all labels who've been around for 20 and 25 years. And we've talked about the importance of a back catalog. And we're not just talking about, because I know that this might be not necessarily relevant to a lot of people here, but um, we're not just talking about um, having Nirvana's first record on your back catalog. Of course, that can really help. But the idea that um, even something smaller, like um, if if your goal is to make $10,000 a month um, with your label, which, gosh, I'd love that. Um, that'd be great. Uh, but if, if that was the case, you could either do it by having 10 artists make a thousand dollars a month or a thousand artists making $10 a month. You see what I'm saying? Like, obviously you're not going to have a thousand artists. I mean, maybe you are, but, um, that's the kind of the breakdown that we're talking about. We're not just talking about having one massive release that fuels everything. That would be great. That's always been my dream, but, um, there is something about, and I've seen some of these smaller tape labels that we've even had on the show that I love and admire, and they have, you know, they're approaching a hundred releases or more than a hundred releases. And that's so exciting to see. And I think that I want to share this uh, this topic about back catalog, about uh, doing justice to our back catalog and promoting our back catalog, because I believe that we as a species, uh, we are in our culture, we tend to look for things that are new and novel, and we don't always give credit and 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 a fair shake to the records that were released last week or last month or or a year from now, uh, previously or or five years ago. Um, and so I think it's really important to stop and say, hey, this is a, a great piece of work and people may have missed it. And there's such a temptation to think that the album dies after it's released, but that's not true. There are ways we can promote our back catalog. 
The first thing I want to mention is to release alternate versions. This is something that I've done and I think is a lot of fun. Um, and, and you can release stuff like an acoustic version of the record. I've seen a lot of artists do that. Um, a live living room version, get everybody together in the, the living room on a year on the anniversary of the record and play it live, record it on a Zoom or record it professionally um, and release that. It's not necessarily about making tons of money on these alternate versions, but it's about bringing attention back to a release that may have been missed or or bringing attention back to a release that there are people out there who, who still haven't discovered or heard that record. Um, you can do an album of all original iPhone demos. I know that every artist, most artists, um, you know, record their song ideas on an iPhone, like singer-songwriters or, or bands will do that. And I think it's so cool to release those to the public. Remember we talked in previous episodes about the label is like a conduit between the consumer and the creative and, and, and between the artist and the fan and the music lover. And um, that's our responsibility is to encourage and to pull these kind of obscure recordings from the artist to give to the fans as a way to promote not just the um, these new iPhone demos or recordings, but to actually go back and to promote the full album um, that you're celebrating. And, and do you remember um, in the early 2000s when Jimmy World released um, Futures and they released this deluxe edition on the same day and it was on disc one, it was like the proper album with all 10 songs in order. And then on disc two was the all 10 songs in the same order, but the original home studio demos that they did. And so there was this cool dichotomy where you could compare the original demos with the finished product. And I think that's something that we could do, not necessarily on the release day, but uh, a year later um, or five years later to celebrate that record and to, to kind of give a behind the scenes look. Um, and that's something that, that I think fans would really love. Um, Let's talk about the second thing, which is celebrating mini milestones, things like a one-year anniversary or a two-year anniversary, celebrate the anniversary of when a specific song was written with the original lyrics, say that, look, this is, it has a date on it when the artist wrote this song a year ago today or five years ago today. I remember I talked about, I think in the previous episode about John Beeler of Asthmatic Kitty when he first heard Carrie and Lowell from Stufy and Stevens, and, and he wrote this essay that he shared on on their Facebook page um, about, you know, five years from when he first heard the record to the day, five years to the day when he first heard the record, which was about four years after the album came out. And I think that's really cool because what that did was that anyone who loves that record read the behind the scenes essay, then went back to rediscover the record again. And then anybody who never got a chance to hear that record at the time or missed it will be like, man, I need to check out that record. So there's things we can do. You can celebrate a sales accomplishment of selling out a vinyl or a repressing or celebrate when an old song hits a significant play count on Spotify, like a million plays or a hundred thousand or a thousand plays. Lots of little things we can do just to remind the public, hey, there's a release out there you may have missed. And we can do that by celebrating many milestones. The The other thing that the final thing is to kind of get creative. I mean, uh, try something out there and original. Has anyone ever made a new music video for a song that's like five years old? I don't know. I, if someone's done that before, I think that would be great. But that's not the typically the normal thing we see. Normally, we see all this excitement and drive behind a new release, an album that's coming out um, in a couple of weeks or an album that just came out. So try to get creative and think of some outside of the bar box marketing techniques that you can do 
when an album's a year old or five years old, um, play a show where you play that record front to back. Lots of bands have done that. Create merch for older releases. I have no idea. Do something that doesn't make sense and, and let me know how it goes. I'm so curious if you have done this before, if you have figured out a way to kind of promote something that feels old. I mean, we are in such this is because of the internet, but we're in such this novel. Everything has to be new. Um, there's a record that came out just this week and I was thinking about how everyone was talking about it on Friday and today's Monday. And I haven't, you know, people aren't really talking about it anymore yet. It was a trending topic on Friday. And I just feel like that's just so classic. Like a million things have happened in the past two days. Um, and so us as a label need to really get creative and think of ways that we can continue to stoke the fire of those previous releases. Um, and if you have some unique ways of doing that, of honoring your back catalog, then please let me know. I'm really curious to, to find out and to, um, to hear your opinions on it. Um, but ultimately it's a mindset. It's a mindset that we need to have that the idea that our older albums aren't dead, that they're not irrelevant. There's a lot of iconic labels whose back catalogs help fund what they do today. So remember, it's a mindset change. It's this human nature to gravitate to, towards things that are new and novel. But remember how we as music fans can discover something that's a month old or five years old or 30 years old and how it can move us and and it's our responsibility as label owners and as representatives of these releases to make sure we find those new listeners out there um, to discover our old releases thanks for listening um, go to our website otherrecordlabels.com where you can check out previous releases uh, previous episodes our back catalog my goodness how relevant is that um, as well as some other resources for labels have a great day thanks for listening and watching <laughs>